Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome back to another edition of Profit First Nation. Today, um, I'm going to kind of reveal maybe uh, some some secrets to my madness or secrets to my success. We're going to call this episode Danielle's Modus Operandi. And uh, I'm going to give you the six kind of like mottos or um, the things that I'm always saying to my employees that if you ask them, does Danielle say this all the time? Or is this Danielle's modus operandi? They would be like, yes. Um, so let's dive into it. And the first one is, I've been saying this for over 20 years, is all of us are smarter than one of us. So, you know, that is really the idea that, again, collaboration is best. And the other thing is, is it reminds us that we need to surround ourselves with smart people, right? And so, you know, if you don't think that your team collaborates and that collectively you guys are smarter than one of you, the business owner, then you've got the wrong team. And uh, the same thing with, you know, who you're surrounding yourself with outside of work or in networking groups or in masterminds and such. So, you know, it's really, again, that concept of all of us are smarter than one of us. You need to be surrounding yourself with people who, who feed your intellect, who help you troubleshoot things, who help you stay proactive and, and look at things from different perspectives so that whatever you're thinking, you're able to make it better by collaborating and working with other people. So all of us are smarter than one of us. And, and, and I often say this to our team and remind them, you know, when we're having really great uh, sessions on collaboration or brainstorming, or, you know, someone has found an error or a mistake or a better way to do things, then maybe it's been done, been, we've been doing it for so long. I'm always saying, yes, all of us are smarter than one of us. And uh, that, again, just kind of reminds people their value in being a continual contributor to your business success, the team success, maybe the client success and such. Uh, so that is the modus operandi number one, is that all of us are smarter than one of us. And the challenge to you is to make sure that you are surrounded by employees who are great people to collaborate with and who make you smarter um, by, by being your employees. The second one is probably the one that I'm most famous for. And so my second modus operandi is why don't airplanes fall out of the sky? Um, it's, it's a question. And, uh, and when I say this, I usually get an eye roll from my employees because why don't airplanes fall out of the sky? Because pilots have to follow a checklist. So, no matter, you know, if a commercial airline pilot has 
uh, you know, 2000 hours or 5000 hours of flying time, they have to follow a checklist for their pre flight routine. Then there's a whole checklist when you know, the plane is taking off and, and, and getting to its cruising altitude. And then when they go down um, and, and prepare for landing, again, they're following a checklist. And that is why airplanes don't fall out of the sky. That is why airplanes operate as the most safest form of transportation because there is such consistency in the operations because they're following the checklist. And when they follow the checklist, boom, 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 it operates perfectly, seamlessly, safely. Uh, and, and so that is kind of then getting to the point of like, well, what kind of things are you doing in your business? You should be operating light with checklists, just like pilots do. If you want efficiency, if you want consistency, if you don't want any mistakes, the checklist really helps you do that. And, um, you know, I have to say that there have been some times where, you know, if I'm filling in for someone or, or doing something, uh, and it's been a while since I've done it. And if I don't follow the checklist, guess what? This one makes an error. Uh, and, and so, you know, even I who maybe have been, you know, having a process or system in our business for, for 10 plus years, but I don't do it all the time and I might need to do it to fill in for someone on vacation or something like that. Again, I have to go back to the checklist, but even if I was doing that job every week, I would be doing it using the checklist because again, I don't want the airplane to fall out of the sky. I don't want it to land on me. Uh, you know, in, in, in our business, we have the, the process and checklist. Sometimes it's literally a manual piece of paper. So, you know, we have kind of like a, 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 a checklist for when we're processing and posting payments and such and kind of, you know, getting the information from our ERP that outlines, okay, well, what was our, what was our cost of goods on this? What was the materials cost? What's the sales tax? Um, what is the commission owed to the salesperson for this, et cetera? Um, and, you know, we're getting all that information out of the ERP because then that impacts our, um, our, our allocations or our sweeps and transfers from that, that, it, that deposit account into the, the, uh, the sales tax account, for example, or into, um, the cost of goods account. So, uh, you know, you, you just, the more that you have, the more that you have documented and the more that you're following it. So it's so important that these checklists don't live in a binder somewhere. They don't live in a file that no one ever uses. It, it's a useless checklist. If, if, if it's not just easy to access and it's not something that's used all the time. Uh, I love airmanual.co um, as a great, easy, easy, efficient tool because that kind of gives you a two in one. What you're able to do is, yes, and this is a plug, I guess, for airmanual. They are not an official sponsor, but I don't care. Um, they, I'm sure if I asked them to be a sponsor, they, they would be. Uh, but the, um, 
that the system allows you very easily, very simply, very cleanly to, you know, build those standard operating procedures, which, which you need of documenting things that go on and how they go on in your business. But then you can also kind of turn it into a checklist. So when you're using it in checklist mode, um, you're, you're, you're keeping that, that, that base, but you're able to like create it, you know, just kind of create a copy and then be able to check off as, as you're completing the items and such that need to get done. So, um, why don't airplanes fall out of the sky? because the pilots are following a checklist. And, you know, fun fact about me, um, and I usually use this on two truths and a lie, is, you know, when I, when I, when, when you give those two truths and a lie, uh, I, I share that I was a flight attendant uh, for American Airlines. And everyone always thinks that's the lie, but it's the truth. Uh, so when I graduated college, uh, I had a fifth year senior boyfriend. So I was just kind of like waiting around to see what was going to happen and such and wasn't ready to take a, you know, professional job yet and such. So I did apply and get hired by American Airlines and, um, and I did it for a year. And I really, it was really quite fascinating to, um, yeah, kind of like, go behind the scenes and such and to see how a large corporation like that is run and just all the different facets to it. But what was, again, the most fascinating to me was like the secret to the safety of commercial air flying is that the pilots always have to follow a checklist. Again, no matter how many hours of experience they have in the air, they're always following a checklist. So if they're doing it, then we should be doing it too. And we do it in our organizations. And I challenge you to do that in your organizations as well. Modus operandi number three is one teaspoon at a time. Um, now, let's see. This one is, 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 is more of a challenge to me than something that I have mastered. Uh, I tend to, and if you've listened to the podcast, I mean, I'm, I give you seven, just like today, I'm giving you seven of my modus operandi. I'm not giving you three, you know, most people would give you one or two or three, but you know, I tend to, I tend to overload. I do tend to overwhelm a little bit. Um, and so reminding the one teaspoon at a time is really a reminder for me. And again, I'm not a master of it. I am, you know, just needing, needing to do it. But, but when I feed things slowly, when I feed things one teaspoon at a time, it gets, it gets um, consumed and digested much better than when I just overwhelm with, with information. Um, so, you know, what, what can you really kind of focus on? What is that one teaspoon at a time? What can you be feeding people? Um, you know, I also like to think of Mary Poppins uh, and a teaspoon full of sugar. Um, I won't sing it for you. Helps the medicine go down. So, you know, again, like I think of that, like how can I, how can I feed one, one, one teaspoon of sugar um, when I'm trying to make a point, uh, when I'm trying to feed someone some information, um, how can I make it sweet? How can I make it memorable? How can I make it easier to digest um, and, and take in? And, and so um, one teaspoon at a time with a nod to Mary Poppins is my modus operandi number three. 
All right. Oh my gosh. We are, um, kind of at the, at the, at the midpoint, um, going into modus operandi number four. And that is, um, 50 times. Who says it the most wins? And I am saying that the bar is set at 50 times. I'm no, no joke. And what's funny about this is, and I think we all kind of have the same mindset and I had this mindset, but that mindset I've kicked out the window. We, 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 we don't want, we don't want to be that annoying person. And we say annoying. We don't want to be that person that's just sending kind of like the same emails on the same rotation all the time. That's really of being no service. And, um, I was, uh, on a call in a, in a, in a little mastermind that I'm part of. And, you know, people were kind of lamenting about the fact that, gosh, it just seems harder to get, um, to get anyone's attention. It, it's harder to get people to, you know, opt in or reply, et cetera, and such. And, um, but we don't want to be annoying. Like we don't want to send more. And, you know, I think that, someone, well, not, I think someone said, well, look, who's killing it in the marketplace. And they said, Grant Cardone. And I'm like, yeah, he is kind of killing it. He's everywhere. And he is sending the most, he is sending the most messages, the most emails. He's all, I mean, I don't know, like, I, I, but I, I see it all the time and I, and I'm getting the emails, et cetera. And so he's kind of the one that comes top of mind because I'm seeing him the most. And so I am like, I think it's 50 X. I think if you're going to do a, a nurture campaign or a drip campaign or whatever, like it needs to be touching the person 50 times. And here's why, because we are getting bombarded with all different sorts of information. Um, and, 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 and it's just coming at us from multiple channels and such. And so it just becomes like, uh, 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 you know, so much, but, but when we hear something 50 times, well, now that one stands out as the most memorable. And, and I like to say too, that it kind of works to your advantage as well, because when someone is, is, is reminding you of the pain point that you're having, and they're reminding you 50 times and we don't, let's be honest. I mean, we don't see all of our emails. I mean, we're, we're quickly scanning and stuff. So, you know, even though Grant Cardone might be sending 50 emails, you're not seeing all 50 necessarily. Um, you know, when you go through, sometimes you're just quickly like just getting rid of stuff as quickly as you can without like examining each email. But, but, but that 50 is, is kind of a magic number because there's going to be enough repetition and enough of, the, the, the subject line that's just kind of like reminding you and maybe, you know, just kind of continuing to pour some salt into that wound of your biggest pain point and, and the, and the problem that you solve for your client's biggest pain point. Uh, and, and it's sort of, I like to say too, like, you know, the, the recipient is kind of saying, well, gosh, I, I, I keep getting all of these messages about this. And yeah, that, that is a problem. And, and, you know, three weeks later, you're still getting these messages and yeah, it's still a problem. And maybe it's kind of getting bigger because now I'm more aware of it. And, um, and, and so you're kind of thinking, gosh, is the universe trying to tell me something? Are they trying to be warning me? Like I, I I'm getting all these messages about addressing this particular problem in my business. And so that then I think becomes part of the impetus to like prioritizing fixing that 
problem, if that makes sense. So my challenge to you is like, create a campaign that has 50 touches uh, and, and, just, and, just, and just inundate, 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 because I know, here's the thing, you are not being annoying. You are not a salesy kind of person. You genuinely want to help your clients solve their problems. And so in order for you to win with all the noise out there, to be the one that your client, that, that, that your client or your future client picks to help them solve their problem, you have to be the one that's top of mind. You have to be the one that has sent the most messages. You've been the one that has, you know, poured the most salt in the wound, maybe, um, to, 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 to share with them you know, how and why you are the best person, no matter what you're charging to help them solve their problem. Okay. And I swear to God, it will take 50 X. It will take you sending that message 50 times because whoever says it the most wins. And, you know, again, I, I just think that that's, 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 that's what's happening out there in, in the marketplace. Okay. So it's not, six times it's not nine times it's not 15 it's not 20 it's freaking 50 times people 50 times okay and that will get you your highest response rate i promise all right modus operandi number five is care and feed your employees like they are your children um, before I had children, before I had James and Emerson Mulvey, I had employees, um, like for, for almost seven years before I had children. And, um, you know, I mean, I loved my employees when I didn't have children as much as I love my children now. And I love my employees now. So, you know, when, when you, when, when you, want to see them succeed, just like you want your own children to succeed, just like you provide the encouragement, the safety for your own children, your employees want, need, and crave that same level of comfort, that same level of safety that, um, you know, I mean, just like you're your children's biggest cheerleader, you should be your employees' biggest cheerleaders in your organization because that's when the magic happens. And, you know, this kind of gets into All In, the book that uh, Mike and I have, Mike has written and I collaborated with that comes out in January 2024. But the FASO system, which is fit, ability, safety, and ownership, that safety part is, is I think if you just channel caring and feeding your employees like they're your children, then that's where they will feel safe. That's where they will thrive. That's where they will be able to come into work and have, you know, the, the, the best ability to just get the job done. Um, and, and, and regardless of what's happening outside of their, in their personal life, outside of work, you know, I mean, the job and the work should should provide to be their happy space. I mean, honestly, you know, for some people outside of sleep, the most time they spend doing something is working. And so, you know, how can you make that the happy space? How can you make that their their home away from home, their 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 second home, the place where they feel safe, the place where they feel appreciated, the 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 place where 
their colleagues and their employer, you, the business owner, are their biggest cheerleader, just like you do for your own children. So modus operandi number five is care and feed your employees like they are your children. And modus operandi number six, oh my gosh, this is just going by so fast and so much fun. But number six is um, freedom and flexibility for all. So this is kind of interesting. Um, you know, we have the 40 hour work week, whatever. Um, but as business owners, we know that we're gonna work seven days a week. If we have to work seven days a week, we are going to work nights, weekends, early mornings, whatever it takes. And so to us, we might feel a little more entitled that, hey, um, you know, my, my son's playing, um, a game at 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 four o'clock so um i need to leave work and kind of end my day and wrap it up by 2 30. and so you know that that would kind of be outside of out of, of a normal business day and such but i mean hey does my team know that i've been up since 4 a.m working and sending emails maybe maybe not my team actually knows but anyways um you know but but what you have to do is if you want freedom and you want flexibility in your organization which let's be honest this is why a, probably a big motivator why you started your own business was to have this sense of freedom and have this sense of flexibility you should be able to you, you extend that to your employees as well and so you know what's good for the goose is good for the gander and if you want flexibility and you're exercising some flexibility and some freedom in your organization, then how can that be good for you and also good for your employees? How can you incorporate that into your organization? So for example, in, in one of our businesses, um, you know, we let people kind of like create their own schedule, but there are parameters in which it needs to get done. And, um, but 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 they have a sense of freedom it's 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 okay they they say you know we we say for example in our claims exam um organization that uh that you need to start by 9 p.m eastern and you need to finish your day by 7 p.m eastern um so regardless of what time zone you work in we kind of like you know use eastern time zone since that's where the majority of the team is and um but, but, you know, you can say, hey, um, I'm going to start at 6 a.m. Eastern and I'm going to finish my day. I'm going to take a half hour lunch and I'm going to finish my day by um, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. So, you know, you've you've just hopefully I got the math right there. Um, but but, you know, get, giving giving that flexibility, there's still consistency. Like you can't just randomly start at at 6.30 one day and eight o'clock the next day and nine o'clock the third day you know we want some consistency but but we want to be flexible and we want to do what works for you you know and and sometimes that changes based off of the season sometimes uh you know our employees who who have children you know end up making like a little break early in the morning so they start their day early before the kids get up then they take a, a little bit of a break to get the kids up get the kids out the door get them to school etc and then they come back um, and you know, it doesn't have, it doesn't have a negative impact on things. Um, but it works with them and it reduces their stress. 
Um, and, and then the benefit is, is that, you know, because they got that head start before their kids were up, then, you know, their day is ended work-wise when their kids are out of school and now they can be all in um, with their kids and, and activities after school. So, you know, if you want the freedom and flexibility in your business, then how can you extend that to your employees as well and still get the job done, still get the work in, still get the hours, et cetera, because just remember what's good for the goose is good for the gander. All right, and then the last one, number seven um, is a reiteration of, of a recent episode, and that is seize the day and your daily huddle. So, you know, while you give freedom, while you give flexibility, and because you don't want to be a micromanager, yes, you, that's, that's all good, but you still have to have a daily dose of accountability. And when you seize the day um, and have your vitamin C meeting or the daily huddle, you know, that's your opportunity in less than 10 minutes to just make sure that the ship is still on course and everyone is at their stations. They are doing their job. They're, um, you know, hitting on their three to five key responsibilities. They're meeting their success metrics. And, you know, there's, there's no one that is just under the radar. There's no one that's hiding. Um, and, and so again, it's just keeping things going. And I, I'm going to be honest. It kills me when something um, takes me away from attending my daily huddle or my vitamin C meeting. We call them different things in, in different different organizations in my world. Um, but you know, it just like the days are better, the team is better when I am present for the the daily huddle and vitamin C. So while this is modus operandi number seven. I saved it because this is the best for last. This is the most important thing that happens in my business to make sure that the wheels are keep turning and we're still making progress. We're producing results every day. Um, and then it's also that opportunity to appreciate the team members and give public recognition. Um, today we, um, you know, I showed something that Roe and our team had, had, had made and it's a, a video intro and outro. And it was fantastic. And so I'd already seen it. I'd already approved it, but I shared it with the team and gave him public recognition of like, oh, isn't this amazing? Isn't this awesome? And so again, it just, it, it becomes habit. It becomes routine. It's on a rhythm and it happens every day. And do your darndest, do your darndest to be there every day. Um, but just make sure it happens every day, even if you can't be there and, and, and come back the next day if you can't be there and, and the next day after that and this, that, the other. But that really is a true, true secret, I'd say, to my success and and technically the most important modus operandi that I follow. So uh, thank you for and joining us for another episode of Profit First Nation. Remember, if you would like to connect with a certified Profit First professional accountant, bookkeeper, or coach, you can go to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact. And also, if you have a question for the podcast, we answer questions on episodes ending in zero. We tackle uh, questions 
um, on episodes ending in five when Billy Ann Gregg, the Chief Profit First Professional Guide, joins us. And we also address questions on episodes ending in eight when we have uh, Mike join us for the podcast. So uh, please feel free to send us your questions. We also try to answer those faster than the episodes come out. So um, that's also too where you can submit questions. Thanks so much again for joining us and cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friend. Thanks for tuning in to the Profit First Nation podcast. We hope you found today's episode valuable and that it's inspired you to take action towards achieving permanent profitability in your business. If you want to learn more about how to implement Profit First in your business and connect with a community of like-minded entrepreneurs, be sure to visit us at ProfitFirstNation.com to download our how-to guides and resources. Remember, permanent profitability is within your reach, and we're here to support you every step of the way. So let's do Profit First right together. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts and videos are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.